ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. Glad to be here. Glad to have you all listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate the dozens and dozens of listeners out there. Today, I have a special guest host with me. It's Derek Cook. Hey, Derek. Glad to be here. Hello. I'm glad to be here, too. There you go. (laughs) The studio audience is excited as well. All right, like I said, this is just a bonus episode. I'm going to be gone for maybe, I, I don't know. I said a couple of weeks. It might just be a week or so. I don't I don't know. Depending on how well the recovery goes. But I'm going to be doing a little, uh, little medical issue. Not a big deal. Uh, but I will be incapacitated for a while. But after that, I should get right back into the whole swing of things. All right, but today we got a guest host. We're going to see how it goes. Derek's going to comment and feel free to... Add your pithy remarks whenever you feel like it. Fair enough. Or your shitty remarks, whichever one. Well, I want to lead into that with, are you afraid that you may get kidnapped by the group of Guatemalans coming? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Hondalerians. Oh, sorry. Hondalerians are coming. The Hondalerians are coming. Like they're how, angry. There's a horde. Uh, yeah, there is a horde. <laughs> there is a whole horde they're of Hondalerians. And isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting, speaking of the Hondalerians? How that now this bomb thing's and suddenly nobody's talking about the Hondalarians coming this way. That is true. And so anyway, we'll, we'll get into that news because uh, that's part of what's going on. They they think they've caught the guy. By the way, I seen that this morning. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So first thing we're going to get into is CNN, 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 versus, CNN versus, versus, versus Fox, Fox News. News. <laughs> and as we always know. They're always a bunch of BS because they're never the same. No. You would rarely see this back in the day, back whenever I was growing up. Every news story would be the same. ABC, NBC, and CBS would all run the same top story. The top story was always be the same one. And it was factual. It was factual. There was no no opinions. Now it's just, uh, well, this is what I think. I don't give a shit what you think. How about that? All right. We're going to start today with CNN. How about that? No, fair. Go. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. Let's see. The bomb suspect was arrested. What we know about Caesar Sayek. Caesar. Caesar Sayek. Caesar Sayek. So I guess that's the guy's name. We're in our palatial studios here. Uh, you know, we've spent, we spared no expense for the studio. I hope you appreciate that. It's nice. It is nice, but I'm having to do things a little bit different. So if I'm a little bit awkward about the way I hold things up here, don't laugh at me. So, or laugh at me. I don't care. All right. Let's read a little bit about their story here. Caesar Sayek, the man, sources say was arrested Friday in connection with the suspected explosive packages sent to prominent figures has an arrest history that includes a bombing threat against a Florida utility company, records show. Well, there you go. There's a trend. Mm-hmm. Sayek, 56, of Adventurer. Adventure? 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 Adventura. Let's call it that. Ace Ventura. All righty, then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Was arrested Friday morning at a business in Plantation, Florida. A business is actually a auto zone, I think is what it was. They say a business, but it was not. Just say auto zone. Auto zone don't care. They get a plug. In Plantation, Florida, some 30 miles north of Miami, a source says, DNA found on at least one of the packages helped investigators identify Sayek, 
as a suspect, and investigators also were able to use his cell phone to track him. Law enforcement officials told CNN. Okay, here's an interesting part about that. How did they have his DNA on file? How did they know how to track him with his DNA? Unless he left it all over the package. See, I seen that on one of the news stations yesterday. They said there was ample amounts of DNA everywhere. Okay, well, what I'm saying is how did they track him like... Did they have his DNA on file? Because it says... Unless it's where he made previous bomb threats, they kept that DNA. Well, it may be true there. I hadn't thought about that. What, okay. what I'm curious is what nationality is he? <laughs> well... I mean, he's a Caesar. He is a Caesar. I got a picture of him here. Of course, nobody on the pod can listen to it, but here's a picture of him. He looks like a white dude. Yeah. I don't know. I did just it, it struck me as odd. I figured it would be, if he's a plant to try to take some of this off of the uh, on slot of hordes. <laughs> You're right. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. A Caesar. Right, right. I mean, it's not going to be a Philip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, I don't think I, we've ever had uh, maybe a mass murder or a famous uh, criminal named Philip. Phillips. All the Phillips out there calling all Phillips. <laughs> Do Y'all not doing your damn job. <laughs> As far as that's concerned, I don't think there's been a lot of Derricks either, so. No. Maybe there's been a Kevin or two. And and the reason that I I was actually thinking about this on the way over here, uh, there is a 13-year-old girl. I don't know if they found her or not. She's Mm -hmm. been missing in Washington. They found both her parents dead, and now she's missing. Oh, yeah, I read that. That was plastered everywhere for about 48 to 72 hours. Then you really have to dig for it to find it. But if you, you know, rewind about six weeks ago when, when Molly Tibbetts, was abducted and murdered. Yeah. It was everywhere. And then all of a sudden, it was an illegal uh, Mexican that done it. And they knew it. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's why they kept that in the mainstream media. Let's keep everybody occupied with it. And then we're going to come out with, <gasps> it was an illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, they were illegal. We're not supposed to say illegal. We're supposed to say undocumented. Oh, well, you, same well, you know what I say? Fuck them. It's illegal. Right. If you come across the border and you're undocumented, guess what? You're illegal. I'm fucking illegal. And just if I might get off on a little tangent there, uh, you know all those pictures that they showed of people being uh, separated from their kids and being in mm-hmm. cages and stuff down there? That was taken during the Obama era. I, I read that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bunch of bull. It's always a bunch. It's propaganda. Uh, we're we're filled with propaganda. That's why you have to listen to all sides. That's why I do CNN and Fox News because they're both bullshit. The only truth speaker is Infowars. <coughs> is who Infowars? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Alex Jones. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get your ten full hats. The the lizard people run CNN. That's only right. man I've ever seen recovered from 32 TIAs in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, let's find out what they know about uh, Mr. Sayak. Mr. Sayak was initially somewhat cooperative after his arrest, telling investigators the pipe bombs wouldn't hurt anybody, didn't want to hurt anybody. According to law enforcement officials, he has now retained a lawyer, and his questioning has ended. Well, I'm sure he'll stay with that because he fucked up and none of them went off. Exactly. If I'm going to go through that much effort, I'm at least going to get like a poof. Yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah, party That's, favor. Maybe, Confetti. you know. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, something. But no, no, it's not that way. Five of the 13 packages were mailed, were routed to the U.S. Postal Service Processing Center in Opelika, Florida. I don't know why that matters. Recently, it's Wednesday, 
Uh, Sayek posted a tweet that was critical of billionaire investor, investor and philanthropist George Soros. Do you know who George Soros is? I do. He just escaped me, though, George Soros. Well, he's a billionaire. Right. And he's a big left-winger. He started out, uh, he's from Hungary. Uh, that's that's his country of origin. And um, uh, he's... He, I heard they're famished. <laughs> Like a, they're a little peckish. <laughs> he's, uh, but he he made his money investing. He's super smart. He almost broke the bank in England because he was watching the currency in England. I read up on this cat the other day. He was watching the currency in England, and somehow or another he short sold or long sold on the currency. I don't know exactly how the markets work, but he does because he made billions of dollars. A lot of money. And and damn near messed up their currency because he knew it was coming and he was ready for it. And that's how he made his big pot that's of money. That's what we call a boss. He, he is a boss. He's a liberal boss, but he's a boss. And then they sent one to former Barack Obama. And uh, I don't think they sent one to... Uh, did they, they sent one to the, to the Clintons. Hillary got one. Hillary got one? Well, you know. I don't think Bill did. No, Bill was out dealing uh, IHOP horse. So why didn't it go off? <laughs> Damn it! I could have looked really cool. <laughs> could have been shed of her, and I could have been diddling IHOP horse for the rest of my life, and nobody would have cared. Oh Lord, have mercy! But now he's got to deal with uh, Hillary. So anyway, he faces up to. Uh, Forty-eight years in prison. Oh, yeah. He's fucked, without yeah. a doubt. And yeah. what's like I said, he he went through all this trouble for nothing to happen. Yeah, nothing. And he get in trouble. Yeah, that's it. That's all that happened. Okay, let's Which, do. You know, Hillary being a lizard person, uh, if it would have been anything <laughs> radioactive, she would have turned into Godzilla, and there would have been some cool shit. That is true. I could see that. Okay, in a perfect world. Most of these stories on here is. Um, about the bomb, and, well, they've caught the guy, so, you know, pretty much the story will be over. Like you're talking about, the story will be dead in 72 hours. So. Mm-hmm. And then we'll never hear about it again and, until something else happens. Well, he except, hangs himself in prison. Or... <laughs> except for that his uh, uh, his van that they, they caught him in was covered with Trump and Pence stickers. Completely covered with it. I don't know if you can see it here, but, I mean. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, lots of them. Well, and you know that's that's we're taking politics entirely way too seriously. Indeed. And and it's getting to the point. I can't remember the gentleman's name. I think he ended up with a bomb as well. He's uh uh Ben maybe. Ben maybe. I don't know. I don't ben. Know. Maybe Ben. <laughs> maybe Ben. Anyway, All right, we're talking about I, maybe Ben. I watched ben. him on the news Look him two up. or three weeks ago. He was you know telling everybody that Michelle Obama used to say when they go high or excuse me when they go low. We go high, and he says, now, you know, if they go low, we're going to start punching them in the face. That's not the right rhetoric. It, no, it's politics. It is. At the end of the day. And, and that whole thing about uh, harassing people, and it, it, I don't I don't get that. I mean, a lot of people on the left are very, uh, don't get me wrong, on the right, they're the same way. Oh, yeah. You know, but. crazies on both sides. Lord have mercy. Let Mitch McConnell, let that poor old fool eat his dinner. Absolutely. Well, and you take it a step further, when Obama won two terms people were pissed but we didn't have this level of batshit crazy yeah donald trump 
Yeah. My gosh. Really? Yeah. It's Trump. Well, I heard a, a liberal commentator the other day. I can't recall his name, but he was he made the point. He said, he said, you know, Donald Trump's did a few uh, some good stuff. He said the economy's good. We've made strides with North Korea. We've you know, uh, uh, did. He said, in my opinion, we should have had a a trade war with China a long time ago. We were behind the curve. He said, and it it may hurt us on the short run, but in the long term, it's going to help. Sure. And then, and then in the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA's been done away with, and now it's the U.S. Mexican Canada um sec something so i don't know what they're trying to call it but anyway it's a new it's a new negotiation and it works out better for the united states gives us better access trump has fucked himself because everything that he ever does it's good he could give every american a million dollars a piece and he would say some stupid shit 20 minutes later that would completely overshadow every bit of it yeah yeah (laughs) and piss us all off yeah yeah yeah. It's his own fault, and maybe that's just what he wants to do. Well, the, you, the, what the guy was talking about, though, was saying that nobody that gets into the office of the president wants the country to do bad. That's true. It, it's, you know, Barack Obama, love him or hate him, for eight years he tried to do what he thought was best for the country. You might not have thought that's what was best for the country, but that's what he thought was best for the country. Right. And he was elected just like Donald Trump was elected to do what he thought was best to do what he thought was best and you got to go with it you do you do you have to let those men or women or fluid gender pansexual pansexual I don't understand I don't, I don't I don't get it I'm, I'm cisgender if you get know. turned on by skillets there's something wrong with you <laughs> right sorry do you know who Matthew Shepard is absolutely not okay i'm going to tell you this story cuz i know you're you were just a kid whenever this happened. Twenty years ago, uh, in Casper, Wyoming, what was Casper? I know it was in Wyoming. A kid named Matthew Shepard. He's a gay kid, and he was going to school out there. And uh, evidently, he got uh, lured away at a bar by a couple of guys. They took him out, and beat the shit out of him, um, robbed him, tied him to a fence. I think maybe they even drug him behind their truck. Uh, it's horrible, horrible. Tied him to a, a fence and left him for dead. Um, I think he died a few days later. I mean, it was just just horrible. And it really solidified a lot of um, LBGT, uh, I guess you might call it civil rights or something like that, uh, which th- there need to be some attention drawn to that because, you know, messing with somebody just because they're gay is stupid. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to agree with, them sucking a dick that's not the point you know or scissoring each other ever what ever ever what they do doesn't matter you don't have to agree with it because with skillets or with skillets sex with skillets (laughs) hashtag sex with skillets we're gonna start that (laughs) trending on twitter okay so he was killed 20 years ago matthew shepard finally laid to rest 20 years after he was killed for being gay now they moved him they moved his body and uh, they uh, interned him in a different place. That's what this story is about. Matthew Shepard was finally laid to rest Friday at the Washington National Cathedral 20 years after being killed by two men because he was bay. Because he was bay? He was bay? He was bay. What's a bisexual? <laughs> That's people that have sex in the bay, uh, I guess. Because he was gay. It's so important that we have a home for Matt, his father. 
Dennis Shepard said at the start of the service, a home that others can visit, a home that is safe from haters, a home that he loved dearly from his younger days in Sunday school and as an acolyte in the church back home. The homily was given by the Right Reverend V. Jean Robinson, the first openly gay priest to be consecrated a bishop in the Episcopal Church. The National Cathedral in Northwest Washington considers LBG LGBT, I always get that wrong, and I apologize to any LGBT people listening out there, in my dozens and, and dozens, dozens of listeners, <laughs> if there's any LGBT ones out there, I, I apologize for getting it. I, I, that's just a faux pas on my part. Considers LGBT equality the great civil rights issue of the church in the 21st century. Uh, it also hosted its first same-sex wedding in 2010. Matthew Shepard's death helped galvanize the civil rights movement for LGBT people and led to the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd J. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, also named for a black man killed by three white supremacists in Texas. Now, that's the meat of the story. That's where I wanted to get to. With, that's what I wanted to talk about. See, this whole idea of hate crime, this whole idea that there should be extra punishment because it's a hate crime. If I shoot somebody... There's probably some hate involved. Uh, that's fair. It doesn't matter if I get mad at you and I shoot you. I'm hating you. That's why I'm shooting you. I don't think there's ever been anyone in a good mood shot somebody. No. Well, no. not on purpose. Well, unless they're psychotic. Or Dick Cheney. Right. <laughs> right. Don't go hunting with Dick Cheney. <laughs> Just saying. Just stay away from Dick Cheney <laughs> completely. He's also got a big hog. You ever seen that picture? No. Oh, my God. Of course he does. Yeah. That was W's people. <laughs> it was W's people. They were Texans. Love W. All men. I did like W. No matter what you could say about W, you always knew it was going to be okay. He could just come out there and just fuck everything up. You just look at him like, it's, it's still w. It's W. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's necessary for us to legislate a hate crime because when you kill somebody, hurt somebody, do harm to somebody, there's hate involved. Sure. So I don't think that's yeah, necessary. That, that's not a stigma we need to try to. It see. just it, it's feel good legislation. There's a lot of feel good legislation out there. All right, let's move on over to uh, Fox News, and well, of course, it's a story about uh, Caesar Sack, which that's Caesar. the way it should be because that is the top story. I wonder if he is also a dog whisperer. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. How do you do that? It's okay. He would clamp his fingers. I don't know. Get get down there, dog. Okay. You, you want, you're rooting for the dogs. One of these days, you're going to lose those digits. <laughs> I did see him get bit one time. It's pretty cool. Pretty great. He's seeing it on TV now. Probably not. Caesar Milan, is that yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Caesar Sack, male bombing suspect arrested in Florida. Everything we know so far, which is what CNN was saying. But I noticed the difference. It's pretty great. The man, uh, authorities allege, waged a week-long reign of terror against prominent Democrats by sending crude bombs through the mail, is reportedly a former stripper and bodybuilder who attended pro-Trump rallies, often sporting a red MAGA hat, and posted partisan rants online. <laughs> yeah. They dove deep. <laughs> they did. They, they delved right in that. Mess right there. Caesar, uh, Caesar Sayek. Who once attended kindergarten. 
exactly. <laughs> a 56-year-old who lived in Aventura. All righty then. All righty then. Was taken into custody Friday and charged with five federal crimes. He was arrested at an auto parts store. It's AutoZone in Plantation. It, at least they were a little more specific. They instead were. Of it just being a business. A business. Now we've got an auto parts auto store. Auto parts store. Investigators discovered several suspicious packages in a U.S. postal facility. Photos of what many claim to be Sayek's white van surfaced on live television as officials put a tarp over it and transported it, and later in more detail online. The van, which was parked in a plantation neighborhood, appeared to be covered in stickers and photos of Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, in addition to other stickers about politics and soccer. Because that goes together. Right. That's kind of odd. Here's the here's the picture. Sorry, folks at home, you're not able to see the picture, but... Go to Fox News. Go to Fox News. Where's so. the talk? Ooh, somebody's got a bullseye on them. Yeah. It's Hillary. Is it Hillary? Possibly. I'll just make sure it's Hillary. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> and let's see what else they know. 13... Okay, these are the people that were sent to. You've got uh, President Barack Obama, former Vice President Joe Biden, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton... California Representative Maxine Waters, former former Attorney General Eric Holder, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, actor Robert De Niro. That's the one that threw me. There's a whole lot of liberals that come out of there, and they go after Bobby. I I don't know. I mean, just it's just random as hell. Robert it, De Niro. The fuck was the fuck was Robert De Niro? He's Robert De Niro. I I don't know. Let's give a shit what he says about Trump. Right. <laughs> it's an actor. It, exactly. It's an actor. It's an actor. If you base what you vote on by what some actor says, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. No. No. Unless it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Go with what he says. Clint Eastwood, though, was a politician. You know, he used to be mayor of, of a town in California. I did not know that, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he used to be. I mean, at least he's got some political background. You know, he's a mayor of a town. That's better than... Robert De Niro, who is an actor, a good one. He is a good actor. You know what he said though. He told his uh, he was he was recorded one time. He was bitching at his wife and telling him that she wasted all of his money, and that's why he had to take so many shitty roles. Because you know he's did a lot of weird movies like that. Uh, did did you see that intern movie? That I mean, you may not have watched it, but did you see it come out where he was like the intern for? Uh, a young woman in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's it's a shitty role. But he took it because he had to had to have money. You know, it's Robert frickin' De Niro. It's Bobby De Niro. Come on, man. I know. And he's taking that role. It's horrible. Anyway. Kick the shit out of Sly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Remind for- me to revisit a point on a, a news story that I watched last night. You'll appreciate no, go ahead. The, well, it, it's it's they were talking about Republicans versus Democrats and the, the election that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And I, I meant to ask you about this before I got over here. And I think it was either on CNN or MSNBC. So of course they were hating on Trump, right? And hating on the Republicans, right? Uh, they were making a point that X amount, I think it was like fifty eight percent of Democrats were for protecting pre existing conditions. 
the vast population thought that the Democrats would be more efficient in taking care of people with pre-existing conditions. It was like up in the 50s. And there right. was like 46% of those people thought that it would be the Republicans. Right. And this asshole comes out, and I don't care that he said it. It didn't bother me. But he, he made the comment. It was something to the effect of, and I'm assuming 40% of those people also believe in UFOs and you basically said that the Republicans that said they thought that were just idiots and just ignorant and, and yeah, that's that's uh, it's poor. Po- it's poor reporting. That is the that's the way leftist people and I I make a distinction between leftists and liberals. Leftists and liberals because leftists go hard at you personally. Like, I was on Twitter less than a week, and some girl tweeted something. I don't even remember what it was, but I made a comment about it. And then her very her, her response was very leftist in the thing, because the, the first thing she started doing was saying, tell that to your six followers, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, see, you're trying to invalidate my point because I only had six followers. At that point, I'd only been on, on Twitter like three days or whatever, you know. But she was trying, I mean, it's like, let's, we don't have really have an argument against what you're saying, so let's try to to undermine your opinion by calling you an idiot or calling you, you know, we believe in UFOs or, and you know. It, it offended me because it, there may be some people out there that are, and I'm sure, college professors, intelligent people that are Republicans or even closet Republicans, <laughs> and they believe that. Yeah. And and you just insulted their integrity because you want to be a dickhead on TV. But anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're exactly right because that's the that's the whole idea about the that's the leftist agenda is, you know, the first thing that happens whenever you disagree with somebody is you want to call you a racist. You're a racist. A you're a homophobe or whatever. And how do yeah. you defend yourself for that? I mean, you know. You can only the only thing you can do is get up and shout. I'm not a racist. I'm not a homophobe, and then you just sound like you're squawking. You know, I don't know. It just yeah, no, no. it's just it's not cool. There's no such thing as a, an intellectual argument anymore. Well, that's it's true. It's just an integral attack. And I will tell you this: uh, Adam Carolla is uh, uh, another podcaster, and he often says that now is the best time to actually be a racist. Because you can just be a racist and live amongst all this stuff where everybody's willy-nilly calling everybody a racist because that's the agenda. You know, that's that's the whole thing with Black Lives Matter and all that other stuff is it's racist cops and they're killing black people all willy-nilly. And I love that word, willy-nilly, by the way. <laughs> all willy-nilly. And that's just not true. You look at the statistics. I mean, it was like, uh, it was like 800 something, uh, fatalities according to the United States government. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact number, but it's 800 something or ish, uh, that were killed by the police out of literally billions of interactions that the cops have with people every day. I mean, you think about that. Cops interact with people to the tune of billions with a B because there's 330 million people in the United States. Mm-hmm. And those cops have to interact with people. They interact with them every day. They on it's ongoing. It's all the time. And out of all that, eight hundred something people died. And then, out of all that, the people the the vast majority of those are justified shootings. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and and look, here's the thing: go to three McDonald's and see if at one of those those McDonald's your order's not fucked up at least one time. There's <laughs> shitty employees in every field. That's There's true. shitty cops. <laughs> that's true. That's that's it, true. There's it just happens. Yeah, we we like to think our cops are a little little. They've got a lot more responsibility. I mean, if you get shot by a McDonald's worker, you probably don't need to go back there and eat. That's probably true. <laughs> go to Arby's. Yeah, they've got the meats. They do have the meats. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, a couple more people here that they sent. They sent one to a former intelligence chief, James Clapper, and former CIA, CIA director, John Brennan. So, 13 of them. Uh, 13th package attended for Senator Kamala Harris was intercepted in Sacramento. And Kamala Harris will probably run for president next time. So, just so you know. Is that a he or a she? It is a she. Ah. Hmm. All right, and uh, let's do uh, this story on Fox News. It's about the Hondalerians. Ooh, here we go. I wish we had some Walking Dead music. Hondalerians. Angel Dad has a message for Congress on Migrant Caravan. This is your fault. Do something about it now before other people are killed. And Angel Dad called out. I don't know what an Angel Dad is. No. I guess that maybe it'll tell us. Do we know, know why they're why they're coming? Because it's a shithole country. Okay, well, here's... And I have to agree with the colleague that we mutually have. And it's not one that I normally agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, his name rhymes with Barry Flopkins. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had a strong, valid point. If that country is that bad, and these people are that hell-bent on being here, why don't we just take over that country and fix it and then make some money off of it. Iraq, Afghanistan. We took over those two countries and we fucked that up. Yeah, but see, we have to go way the fuck across. We can drive to Mexico. You can't drive to <laughs> You've got a fair point there. <laughs> well, I, 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 I tell you. Or at least, it, I don't know. They point out, I listen to a lot of, uh, a lot of liberal news sources. Because I like to get both sides of the story. And I'm I'm pretty conservative in most things, but I'm liberal in some things. So it's just a fair point if you're an open-minded individual, listen to everything. But on the NPR stories, they always highlight those, uh, you know, this is uh, Guadalupe Manuel Rodriguez and her two children, and they're in the migrant car- caravan and... You know, but then when you see pictures of the Hondalerian horde that's coming this way, what do you see? It's almost all male, mm-hmm. military-aged males. That's what's... I'm talking about males from about 15 years old up till up to 50 years old. And any of the, any, anybody in that range could be in the military. So or, if you're... Co- or a gang. Or a gang. That that was another thing that I seen is the MS thirteens, yeah, which is an odd name for a game. That sound gang, not game. It sounds like a cleaning product. I'm out of MS thirteen. I true. gotta clean this fucking toilet. Yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> toilet cleaner MS thirteen <laughs> now available. Or, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna have that in my merch store whenever I start merch. <laughs> MS thirteen cleaner <laughs> gets that shit out. <laughs> uh, but. Getting back to the point that I was going to make is that your your country's a shithole. That's why you're leaving. Well, why don't you go there and fight to change your country? I don't understand That's that. That's 
That, I don't, that makes a lot of sense. You know, America, 250 or so years ago, maybe on the order of about 250 or so years ago, 1776, we all fought to overthrow the oppression. That's what I'm studying right now in early United States history. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you are. So I, I'm uh, with you on that one. Uh, yeah. See, we overthrew oppression. We had a lot we of things. Liberated. We We did liberate ourselves. We Absolutely. decided, and these men, our founding fathers, that people are so uh, quick to denigrate nowadays, they sacrificed their personal wealth because people like Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Benjamin and Benjamin Franklin, and and all. all all those people were very wealthy men. They owned a lot of land. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of of uh, slaves. They had a lot of uh, of crops i mean they were wealthy men and they they were willing to sacrifice or at least risk their wealth for freedom Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just freedom for themselves but it was freedom for everybody in the united states because i mean honestly if you were a guy that was living in the frontier of tennessee or kentucky in 1776 living off the land do you think England really had anything to do with you? Do you think England even knew you existed? No, and, and another point that I didn't even really think of, Britain is responsible for slavery because they sent all those slaves over here to work. And even uh, some of the clo- the colonists started out as indentured, sla- indentured slaves yes. to uh, Parliament yeah. because they weren't rich enough to break off and start anything mm-hmm. so they had to pay off their debt for being there yeah they would they they would trade passage to the new world for indentured servitude once they got here absolutely so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of history there but getting back to my point is that these military age guys don't like their shithole country then they should go change their shithole country and that's that's my next question what's the end game when they get here, what are they? Are they just going to line up on the wall? Or excuse me, on the wall. It's not here yet. On the border and just stand there and just have a staring contest? I I don't know because you don't you don't fuck around like that in Texas. No, they are trigger happy. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, here's the thing. It, so you don't know really know what the mindset is of the horde. You know because you've got what is it ten thousand people now? Whatever it is, it's getting bigger. It's it's a big horde. It's thousands of people. When you've got thousands of people, there's no real organization to it. I mean, we could have a discussion about how they're being fed and clothed and all that other stuff, which the Mexicans, I assume, are helping them. But there's a lot of misinformation, you know, and rumors and that sort of thing. And it might be something where people's going. Hey, uh, the United States said they're going to give us a uh, uh, sanctuary, and then that spreads through the thing. If you've got a family with three or four people in it, the United States said they're going to give you some some kind of uh, visa or something like that. Uh, you know, who knows what's what they're being told? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is when they get there, they're going to be eight hundred soldiers and uh, I think uh, eleven hundred. National Guardsmen plus Homeland Security and the Border Patrol. So, and I'm sure Trump uh, will be there doing a rally. Yeah, he should. He's yeah, he I should. Mean, when Hurricane Michael mm-hmm. was bombarding North Carolina, yeah, he was doing a rally. He was. He's he's a rally man. He's like, ah, they'll be all right. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> They're gonna get hit either way. Well, I, mean, I'm I can't. Go do a rally. I can't change it. So I'm gonna go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
All right, let's see what this is, this Angel Dad guy. An Angel Dad called out Congress's inaction as a caravan of thousands of migrants makes its way toward the southern U.S. border. My message is to American politicians, the American Congress, this is your fault. You did this. You have the power to stop this from happening. Dan Rosenberg said on Fox & Friends Friday, Rosenberg's son was on his motorcycle in San Francisco in 2010 when a man who was in the U.S. illegally struck and killed him, running over his body several times in an apparent attempt to flee the scene. Jesus. So Roberto, wait, wait, wait. So he pulled forward and backed up, and was I, he that confused I several guess. times? I mean, you, you should only have like two, possibly three points of impact, you depending on how many tires. Yeah, you would think. He must have done a donut on that poor soul. Yeah. Roberto Galeo, Gallo, Roberto Gallo, a Honduran national, was convicted of misdemeanor vehicular manslaughter and sentenced to six months in jail and ultimately deported in 2013. I wonder if he's in that horde. Probably. That would be some shit if he was. I'm he's probably one leading it. <laughs> well, he may be. They're That's... coming to get Caesar, Milio. Milio. They don't care about the bomb guy. Yeah. They want the dog guy back. All right. This is the other story on Fox News I wanted to talk about. A New York coffee shop is fined $300 by the sanitation department for a sign announcing how many cups they've kept out of the landfill. So they have what's called a sandwich board sign. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just like the little little folding sign you put out. It's like, uh, be careful the floor's wet. You know, that get kind of sandwich board's what that's called. Today's special is tuna salad. Today's special tuna salad. <laughs> Two ninety nine for the tuna. Okay, so the coffee shop in New York was allegedly fined. Allegedly? Anyway. Allegedly fined $300 by the Department of Sanitation for a misplaced sandwich board on the sidewalk, which announced that the business had kept over 2,000 cups out of the landfill in 2018. Okay, Smith Canteen's owner, Carrie Diamond, posted about the ironic incident on Facebook. She claimed that the sign had been in the same spot for the past seven years, but then when they changed their policy and started saying, bring your own cup, which is a good idea. I mean, if you're really for the environment and these people are being active about how they do things and they're saying, hey, you bring your own cup in here and we'll give you not only the coffee, but we'll give you a 10% discount. And that way we're not got a disposable cup that's going into the landfill. And that's freaking awesome. It's a good I'm, gimmick. It is a good gimmick. But this sandwich sign had been out there, she said, for seven years. And then when she started saying, oh, and by the way, we've kept 2,000 cups out of the landfill, suddenly the sanitation department, which I guess is over sandwich signs in Brooklyn, New York, I don't know. Anyway, they give them a fine for 300 bucks. So she's she's pissed off about it. And I don't blame her. I would be, too. She said, I've been spending a lot of money and time trying to figure out waste reduction, compo uh, composting, and single-use plastic alternatives at the canteen, so this really burns me. I don't blame her. Mm -hmm. Also, one other thing that I wanted to... <laughs> so it's another quote she had here, which this is something as country boys, we don't understand this, <laughs> okay? She said, they also do their part to help get, keep their street in front of the shop clean. We keep the corner storefront as tidy as, tidy as possible, sweep regularly, clean up all the litter that blows down the street, and take care of the tree pit like good citizens. The, the tree, they have a tree pit. What is that? 
Well, I guess it's a pit with a tree in it. I, I don't know. Uh, Maybe that's self-explained. I don't know. It's got to be the break in the sidewalk where they put trees. Did they weeded it? Because that's what we do. I guess. Damn grass is high. I've never heard that called the tree pit. We. I wish everybody would stop getting so butt hurt about everything. Yeah. There, there's things that we're all going to disagree on. Doesn't mean that I'm going to have to get you fined and... I know. Or, or get you accused of things. Well, here's the thing. If that's actually been there for seven years, that sandwich board, and then suddenly they said that it's kept 2,000 cups out of the sanitation department, somebody at the sanitation department, if they're over the fine, allegedly, that's what the story said, but if they're over the the fines and all this, they're just being smart Alex. Mm-hmm. They're just being smart asses about the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, up next is a little bit of an update from the Unknown Rednecks. Stand by. Hey friends, it's Unknown Redneck here. Just gonna get a little update going on. I wanna tell you, we got that new stove in there and Cheryl is a cooking up a storm and we invited that little Frenchy feller from Canada up there that Starla Jean's been a sparking with and he come on down right off the bat. We had trouble trying to figure out what to call him because he was trying to tell me his name was Jean... Jean, Jean, Jean Luke, or John. I finally just ended up calling him John Luke, and he decided that's all right. So, anyhow, we had dinner with him, and he liked it very well because Cheryl made a good old roast. Mm, that was good, and had some mashed taters in there, and he just ate it like it wasn't nobody's business. And I'm going to tell you, I liked him. He's a good little feller. I liked him awful bunch, and I guess he, he talks a little funny. Got that little Frenchy accent, but that's all right. The only thing I ever knew about Frenchy was uh, French fries and French toast. Cheryl makes good French toast. But anyway, Starla Jean's still working down there at the Hardy's making them biscuits, and I reckon he comes in every day and gets it. He's took a liking to this southern food, and I guess that's a good thing. He might be a southern boy at heart. He may talk a little funny, but he's all right. So I'm putting my seal of approval on him just for now. We're going to have to keep an eye on him because you know how people can change. Now, we'll do a little update on Kurt Angle. You know, he got a job down there at the video game store, and they put him up front because he knowed all about them devilish video games, and I reckon he's been doing good, been doing wonderful good. And then the other day, he come home with a big sack full of them things, and I said, what are you going to do with that? He said, research, and walked in the bedroom. And I said, well, Lord, have mercy. I ain't never brought no stick of wood home from down at the woodworking factory to do a little research on that. But anyhow, I guess that's something they know. I don't know. But that's just a little update, folks, and we'll get back with you whenever Kevin returns from Kevin's podcast show, and I wish him well with his medical things going on there, whatever it is there. And, and you know, I, I just really appreciate him letting me be on this program. So it's Unknown Redneck, folks, and you know where I am. Well, thank you there, Unknown Redneck. I really appreciate the update, and I appreciate the love that you've given me and my little medical issues you've got coming up. And, uh, well, you know, he's a good guy. <laughs> What'd you think about him? He, likeable. He is likable. <laughs> he is a, a likable dude. I'm more likable than I am, that's for sure. Okay, now it's time for You Do It. Something Great in a Volunteer State. Something Great in a Volunteer State. <laughs> I may just use that drop right there. That was pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you whenever I come back, I'm going to have openings for all these segments. But anyway, something great in a volunteer state. Dateline, Nashville, Tennessee, WKRN. 
The history of Nashville goes back to 1806 when James Robertson crossed the frozen Cumberland River. With such a rich history, many believe that some of Nashville's founding fathers could still be lurking nearby. The fact that many Civil War battles were fought in Middle Tennessee is also a strong indicator of paranormal existence. Paranormal. Okay, now I know where we're at. Paranormal existence, according to experts. How does one become an expert? I'm an expert. I mean, who's going to refute it? I've I've wondered that, and for somebody who is is taking a step into that, I, hell if I know, there's no school for it. No, I looked. No, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> ghostology one on one. Become a ghostologist, Professor Peter Frank Bankman. <laughs> Peter Bankman, exactly. I, you- I guess it's someone who just you know studies a lot about it. And that's the only thing I, and most of the time they, they seem to have a lot of uh, knowledge about what they're talking about. But if you listen to 12 other people, they do too. Well, knowledge. I mean, look, if you don't know anything about something and somebody starts if somebody starts telling me about a nuclear submarine and they start telling me a whole bunch of stuff about the nuclear submarine, I'm going to have to believe them because I don't know shit about a nuclear submarine. And, and you know all these shows, the creepy shows, uh, Ghost Hunters and all that other crap. All right, they go into these old houses and they're like, what was that? What was that? And they hear things and doors open and close. You know, the thing about that is, is like if you go into a, a building that's not been entered into in a year, let's just give it one year. When you step in, first of all, by virtue of opening the door, you have already changed the ambient pressure inside the building. So once you change the pressure inside the building, that changes the way wood reacts to that, not just wood, but all kinds of building materials. It reacts to that change in pressure. Then, if it is a wooden house, which most of them are, these old buildings, they have wooden floors, they have wooden walls, and they have all these things. When you step on that floor in the living room, that furthest room from that in the far back bedroom, that floor, by virtue of you stepping on it, makes a reverberation through the entire house. And if there's a door that's just maybe barely hanging on by the latch, and then you step, and it moves it ever so slightly, and it loses its inertia and goes, <laughs> and opens up, that's not a ghost. You're fucking with your own self. But anyway, that said, I will say these are a list of things in honor of Halloween coming up. Most haunted places in Tennessee. <laughs> do 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 do. Okay. Uh, number one is the Bell Witch Cave. You know what the Bell Witch is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, that is one. It, before we go any further, I have to ask because you are one of the most open-minded people I have ever met in my life, and you have taught me a lot. Well, I appreciate that. Do you believe in the paranormal? I believe, uh, biblically speaking, now, I'm not a Bible thumper, but I believe in the Bible, I believe in Jesus, but I drink a little. Just saying. Right. uh, Yeah, right. So, it says that there are troubled spirits. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, if there are troubled spirits, if we are indeed each one endowed with a spirit or a soul, then... I do believe that there's the ability of those spirits to manipulate. Uh, I also believe in possession. 
Okay. I, I believe that people who commit these heinous crimes and do like horrible things to kids and and just do these crazy bizarre things i believe they're possessed with a with a devil of some kind a, a, I absolutely and i have an evil I have spirit on that uh well please share I'm, I'm i'm huge into this i don't i'm sure you, rem- I, you know, I know that yeah uh richard ramirez if you will look at the history of you know when all the crimes and everything started uh he was fucked up from a young age. Mm-hmm. He, you know, went through a lot of abuse, started having some seizures, this, that, and the other. But then he started fucking with Satanism and things of that, things you don't want to do. Right. Uh, one of his first known uh, murders or kidnappings or rapes, I can't remember which one it was, I, and that, that's bad, but there was two sets of DNA found. His, they were able to verify there was nobody else with him, and they don't know where the hell the other set came from. I am a firm believer that that could be whatever was inhabiting him before it completely took over and then became one symbiotic. Hmm. Well, that's a, I mean, again, going, you don't back, know what going, back to, going back to the nuclear submarine, <laughs> I have no way, to, <laughs> I have no way to refute that whatsoever. That, that's just a theory. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad theory. It's as good as mine, which is not one. I don't have one. But you know, I mean, I, just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was fingerprints, saliva, demon semen. I don't know. <laughs> demon semen. Well, anytime you have demon semen, it's a bad deal. All right. The Bell Witch Cave is in Robertson County. So if you want to go visit that, then... Which I, is in Adams, Tennessee. Uh, Adams, Tennessee. There you go. So that I knew I had you on here for a reason. Uh, the Carton Plantation. You ever heard of the Carton Plantation? That one eludes me. It eludes me. Sitting very close to downtown Franklin, the Carton House was the backdrop of one of the bloodiest Civil War battles in the state. A graveyard of 1,700 soldiers sits nearby where the dead were hastily buried after the battle. The mansion then became a hospital to tend to the wounded. Is it close to Shiloh? Uh, no. I don't. It doesn't say that. I don't know. Read a Google. Uh, no, it's pretty far apart. Hmm. It's like two hours away, 127 miles. Okay. So there was also a murder in the home in the 1840s. The victim was reportedly been seen by visitor spirits are especially restless at dusk during the fall months when the battle of Franklin took place. Uh, number three, the Ryman Auto- auditorium. Nashville. In Nashville. A very haunted building, at least according to a tour guide with the Nashville Ghost Tours. There's a lot of great ghost stories here, everything from Confederate soldiers in the balcony to some of the country stars through history. Security guards have reported hearing the voices of people like Patsy Cline, Hank Williams Sr., yada, yada, yada. See, uh, I kind of have, and I'm eat up with it, but places like that, to me, that just adds fluff to... You know, it's it's hard at the Ryman Auditorium. It's right. a big deal. Yeah. Now, we're here in Patsy Cline, really. Really? You might. It might be a jukebox. <gasps> so, I'm not discrediting it by any stretch of the imagination. Well, but, I imagine a security guard on one end of the auditorium and another security guard on the other end of the auditorium. <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you right now, I mean, you were security guards at the Ryman <laughs> Auditorium. This is exactly what would happen. Because while you were in the other room, I would get Patsy Klein on my <laughs> cell phone, and I'd play it. And uh, just just let Patsy Klein wail 
<laughs> and you could hear it just a little bit on the other side. You'd be like, <gasps> son of a bitch. <laughs> Two rivers. As the story's told, the remains of nearly 100 Native Americans, those would be Indians, were found during its construction, but they were never returned to rest. Today, people visiting the former mansion of David McGavick feel an immediate presence and the phantom sounds of footsteps are common. Legend has it the female aspiration of uh, Lula McGavick wanders the Grand Halls. Her baby died of a mysterious illness at a young age, and she died shortly after. Hmm. Pegram. You ever heard of Pegram? I've not heard of that one. There are some strange happenings in the small town of Pegram. Uh, there used to be a cemetery where the houses now stand in the Happeth Haven subdivision. Isn't that the same as Poltergeist? Remember they... They had a, uh, they yeah. built the, the, the subdivision on Indian top of the burial, ground. the burial grounds. Okay. Hermitage. I didn't know Hermitage was supposed to be. Hmm. Many histor- historians consider this to be the most well-preserved early U.S. presidential homes. Thousands of people visit the Hermitage. But when the crowds leave, you never know what you might see. I was working late one evening. All the lights were off. And at that time, Jackson's carriage was down the hall. All of a sudden, in my peripheral, I saw this white flash. I didn't think anything of it, said Jason Nelson. The next day, I got an email from one of our guests. They had came here a tourist. They sent me a picture of the carriage from the day before. And in the paint, you saw the outline of what looked like Rachel's face. Well, that doesn't sound haunted to me at all. Uh, Union Station in downtown Nashville is another one. There's there's quite a few in, in Nashville. Uh, Loretta Lynn's Ranch at Hurricane Mills, mm. which she, she I've seen her on uh, those Supernatural shows before, and she's talked about that, um, how that she's seen ghosts and that sort of thing. Ripa Villa uh, in 1862 is occupied by Union soldiers and as the officers plan for the Battle of Franklin. Sometimes you can hear... A piano playing, so that's odd. Uh, KP's McMinnville Lanes, which is in McMinnville, oddly enough. The Lots House. Where is the Lots House? I'd like to tell her about where these things are, if I can see it here. It doesn't say, I guess you have to Google the Lots House, L-O-T-Z, Lots House. People have worked hard to preserve it. They know many stories and about the, the playing about the house, but it says stories of Confederate soldiers appearing in rooms are not unusual at the home. So there you go. That's something great in the volunteer state. We got ghost stories and ghost and haunted places. And, of course, the most famous one is the Bell Witch, the Carnton Plantation, Ryman Auditorium, Two Rivers, Pegram, Hermitage, Union Station, Loretta Lynn's mansion at Hurricane Hit Mills, Ripa Villa, and KP's McMinnville Lanes, and Lot's House, L-O-T-Z, if you want to look any of those up. Some really interesting facts about the uh, the Bell Witch. What makes it such a valid story is, if memory serves me right, it was the first documented haunting in American history. Um, it was so popular in that era that actually Andrew Jackson, who was a friend of John Bell came to help him investigate it and said he would never go back yeah there's there's stories about there have been a couple of 
independent movies made about that. Stories about uh, people getting clawed at mm. and scratched mm. and, and being held down. And I mean, just a very violent ghost. Well, so. they weren't even really sure if it was a ghost as much as it was a witch. It was some kind of apparition. And, you know, if you research the story enough, you'll see that it, it all stemmed from a property dispute between John Bell and his neighbor, Kate Batts. He was, I think, letting her use so much of his land, and he was taxing the shit out of her, which was illegal. Mm-hmm. And they went to court, and they ended up siding with him because of his dealings with the church or something. So she got mad and just fucking cursed him. You know, there's a lot of speculation that it was a poltergeist that manifest from Betsy Bell because he had been molesting her. And there's a lot of sign, oh, well, parapsychology that goes along with that theory. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. I'd like to go down there. Oh, yeah. I'd like to visit the place. You can uh you can pay so much to go in the cave and see the house. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm cool. sure you can pay. Oh yeah. You can always pay. It's like Waverly Hills. Yeah. You can always pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, One that we've done for free. Yeah. Is at the old Sneedville Hospital. Oh in yeah. Sneedville, Tennessee. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You know, you were talking about wood and it's concrete. Yeah. You know, it's just rock. Right. And we set a you know, a camera up one night, and we were sitting outside the building, because mm-hmm. it was just two of us, and you could hear someone walking around. There was nobody else in there. That's crazy. Yeah, and we we, we got it. Yeah, I'd be creeped out. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what time it is. It's time for entertainment news. Coming in to us today from Variety, NBC cancels Megyn Kelly's Today Show. God, thank goodness. <laughs> NBC said Friday has canceled the Megyn Kelly Today, ending a fizzling experiment that matched an anchor with an outside presence to a format best known for lighter fare and indicated it would move its 9 a.m. hour back to a more traditional Today format. Meanwhile, an attorney for Megyn Kelly indicated the anchor and the network remained in negotiations about her future. Kelly remains an employee of NBC News said Brian Friedman, the lawyer, and discussions about our next step are continuing. Uh, Did did you hear what happened to her? Yes, she's an idiot. Where she's talking about blackface? Yes. I don't don't know how that gets you fired, but it's... No, but she's an idiot. Yes, she is. is. I've I've had utter hatred for her since the presidential elections. (laughs) There's just some things you just keep to yourself. Yeah, just come on, man. Don't say it. Don't say it. You know you're getting in trouble. She could have stopped that. Whenever I was a kid, there was people used to put on blackface all the time, and it was acceptable. But it's not now. Yeah. If she'd have said something like that, it'd have been fine. But now, then she went into the whole thing about, well, you know, if you want to be like Diana Ross, you Do don't you just sing a Diana Ross song. Don't. It's yeah. like the head of the NAACP <laughs> that was white and said she was black. They 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 didn't like it. Yeah. Do you know what her salary was whenever they hired her away from Fox? No. $69 million. Jesus. $69 million. She I mean, says some stupid shit. Yeah, well, she's she's probably going to be shit-canned. They'll probably do... Probably what they'll do is give her a segment on some news program, you know, like, uh, what's the NBC's nightly? You know, they've got, like, 2020 on ABC and 60 Minutes on CBS and... 
Dateline NBC, that's the one that they have. She'll probably get segments on there. If they're going to keep paying her, they're going to put her to work. Yeah. You know, but, you know, she's got, and it was inevitable anyway. They were just looking for a reason to get rid of her because her ratings were shit. I wonder why. Well, because she sucks, you know. <laughs> Joe Rogan uh, had a uh, a Netflix special come out just mm. not too long ago, and he he said uh, he said Megan Kelly used to be on there, and here she was, and she'd have these plunging necklines, and you could see half her titties, and she'd have uh, sleeveless shirts on, and and she wouldn't even have a mini skirt on; she'd have like a pussy curtain. <laughs> yeah. And he said, she's a super smart lady. She's super smart. She's an attorney. She went to, I think, uh, Yale or Harvard, one of them. She's super smart. But he said, the whole time I was just sitting there thinking, I want to fuck her. <laughs> you know, he wasn't he wasn't thinking uh, how smart she was because she was dressed provocatively. And, you know, what uh, Rush Limbaugh calls info babes, which is true. All right, so that's the end of the show today. It's been a special episode, and I want to thank my guest, Mr. Derek Cook, for being here. Been a wonderful time, Derek. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, And this one ran long. We went a little over an hour, so, (laughs) you know, it's a lot easier to talk whenever you got somebody to talk to, folks. I'm just saying. So I'm going to get some more guests in here before the end of the year. I've got a few other people that i've already asked to uh do the show derek has graciously come by and been my first ever guest on <gasps> so you get to wear that mantle for the rest of your life i get a t-shirt you, yeah exactly that, ms13 that ms13 <laughs> ms13 get your shit clean so there you go ms13 who's gonna be charged my merch it's gonna be derek <laughs> see derek he's in charge of merch Absolutely. Okay. Well, I appreciate you all. Thank you once again. And don't forget, you can get my podcast anywhere that fine podcasts are sold. You can get it on the iPhone podcast app, iTunes. Please go on iTunes and give us a rating. I really appreciate that. The iPhone podcast app, you can go on there and give me a rating. It would be a wonderful, good thing. And and if you give me you know, all the stars, that would be wonderful too. Leave a comment. I may start reading some of the comments on the air. Uh, also, Anchor Podcast, it's a free app. If you want to get it, you can uh, get the Anchor Podcast app, start your own podcast about, oh, how dish rags are better than washcloths. I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about, it doesn't matter. You start a podcast, I listen to you, you listen to me, that's how that goes. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere that you can get a podcast, pretty much you can find this podcast. And again, thank you to all my dozens and And dozens of listeners out there. And until next time, it's going to be deuces and duck Duck lips. Here is the world heavyweight champion. You know, girls, why don't you give it to him one more time? That's who's standing here today. <laughs> <laughs>